Some girls just want to watch World Cup. Jeff Dale's another draft day. Dale is top five has 98. I got just love to some Kevin James. Fucking Kevin James. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. It's so bad. It's the history of bad ideas. It's the history of bad. Oh, yeah. It's the history of bad. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun, and remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the History of Bad Ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode number 384. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And nope, Jim. No intern. Uh, Intern Gary's here this week, though. Uh, And uh, as of now, no Blake. Uh, He's the mystery man of the hour. So we do have Scab Jeff with us this week. Welcome, Scab. Thank you. Thank you. Audio sounds much better this week. Much better. Um, I, I don't know from the last time. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, you weren't even here the last time. Song. I wasn't. I was not here. So, um, you know, birthdays. Anyways. Uh, so, everybody, it's just us three so far. We're going to make it fun. Uh, it might even turn into a wild card episode later on. I'm not sure. Our news of the geek might be spoiled. I'm not sure. Uh, so... Uh, getting into it, Jeff. First off, Jeff, did you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Okay, we're both named Jeff. You're so not, not Scab sure. Jeff. You're Jeff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scab <laughs> is Scab. You know what? Fuck you, Jeff. Scab, have you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier? I have not. No, I get out. Um, I'm waiting. I'm way. I'm waiting to to do it till I, I'm watching something else on. On Peacock now, and I'll I'll get there. What are you watching on Peacock? I've never seen Modern Family, so I'm okay. almost through the whole series. Did okay, I, Falcon I hope, Winter Soldiers? <laughs> I hope you like Modern Family if you're going through the whole series, right? Uh, I I'm going through the whole series because I I think that it's a pop culture thing that I should I should know every detail about, and yeah, I kind of like it. Okay. I will say the last two seasons are garbage. Uh, uh, you you can tell that the that the quality of it kind of goes down the further you it's uh, with any show that goes more than two or three seasons. You can tell that the characters all become caricatures of themselves. Yes, and it's the same with with Modern Family. Yes, um, I think the last season. My wife and I almost turned it off after I think it, I think they did ten seasons or eleven, whatever. The two seasons eleven is okay. Seasons nine and ten, we almost had to st- scrape it, scrap it. Like it was rough. Uh, season eleven was not good, but it was better than the two previous seasons, and it was a nice wrap up enough that I'm like, okay, I'll give it some, I'll give it some leniency because I've been watching it for eleven years. I'm going <laughs> to not grade it as hard. 
I, I, I did cry during season 11 when, spoilers, uh, the the guy from... Um, Bill's dad? Yeah. yeah well, what's his name? Like, Fred, Willard, uh, Fred Willard died. Fred, Fred Willard, yeah. That was uh, a rough one. Uh, I cried. Yeah. Uh, personally, I wish they would have done... My thought was that they were going to have Ed O'Neill's character die in the season premiere of season 11. And then the rest of the season was like the funeral and like a look back on the last year of his life. That's what I would have liked to have seen. Uh, maybe a little too dark, but I would have liked to seen that. Is the show, is it just me or is the show kind of a reboot of married with children? Hey. Because they have the, the, the daughter who's the, the slutty, the slutty whoever they have the the son who's kind of the the not quite smart enough to be there person it has ed o'neill as the as yeah. the patriarch uh, i you could say it's an upper class version of married with children how about that i could see that uh, it's it's way way better than married with children mm-hmm. but uh jen just started watching married with children and i'm like i can see a lot of parallels here um i i will say claire is not as stupid as kelly is no he wasn't talking about kelly claire being kelly i think he was talking about um yeah. oh were you yeah he was he said the daughter no no, no 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 i was talking about the the, the, the older claire, daughter who claire's daughter the oldest one that, oh. has, that has the twins that's oh, the okay. twins. Oh, well, yeah, she was kind of ditzy. Not as dumb as Kelly, though, but yeah, okay. Uh, I know we've but, talked about this before, but since Scab doesn't listen, did you know who was supposed to play Ed O'Neill's role as the patriarch? Uh, it's always Tom Selleck, so I'm going to go Tom Selleck. <laughs> Vin Diesel. It's Vin <laughs> Diesel. Um, <laughs> no, it's Craig T. Nelson. And he inter- he did the role, like they were talking to him, and I guess he wanted too much money. And they're like, we can't pay you that much money. And then he was kind of like going back and forth on if he wanted to do it. So then Ed O'Neill read and they loved Ed O'Neill. And Craig T. Nelson was still deciding. They're like, don't worry about it. We got Ed O'Neill. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> and so Craig T. Nelson missed out because of it. Um, and 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 the defense of all of that mm-hmm. until this moment, I didn't realize that Ed O'Neill and Craig T. Nelson were different people. <laughs> <laughs> One was a shoe salesman, one was a coach. It's not difficult. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought that Ed Bundy was coach from coach until you just said that. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> um, and uh, they said, uh, Ed, or sorry, Craig T. Nelson, the reason, one of the reasons he was going back and forth was not only money, but he also just played the patriarch of a family with parenthood. So he didn't know if you wanted to jump into like being the patriarch again of it. Let's see. Was it Parenthood still on when Married with Children started? You mean uh, Modern Family? Or Modern Family, yeah. Uh, I can check. Yeah. We'll check that. Yeah. I could uh, be wrong, but. Computer? When did Parenthood start? <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting that they were looking at Craig T. Nelson. Well, was. Craig Nelson even in much of Parenthood the last season? I never saw it. My wife loved it. Um, it was Parenthood was through 2010. Mm-hmm. Let's see when Modern Family was. Modern Family. It, wow. ended, it ended last year. Modern Family was 2009. 
So I bet you they probably could have overlapped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just, well, I thought Parenthood was more recent than that. You know what? I might be wrong. Hold on. You know what? Parenthood might actually start it in (laughs) um, 2010. (laughs) My bad. And I really thought Parenthood was Steve Martin. Okay, I say. He was in the movie. He was in the movie, yeah. They made a television show very loosely based off the movie, as in it was a family. Uh, with adult kids. I stand corrected. We're right until proven wrong. Craig T. Nelson did, he held out for more money for Modern Family and then the same thing happened. They ended, and, They did uh, Ed O'Neill and they said, forget you, Craig T. Nelson. Then he did Parenthood because he missed out on Modern Family. Gosh, there okay. Go. That, that makes more sense. Sorry, yeah. my bad about that. My bad. I knew it was in there that he wanted to do one because or something happened like that, so... Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. Blake's going to be oh, on the, in five minutes. And now uh, I really want to see a picture of Craig T. Nelson next. Next to Ed O'Neill. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh. Uh-oh. Everybody froze. Oh, there we go. Uh, you're back there, Jeff. How you doing, Scab? <laughs> Sorry about that. That's right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so, Jeff, did you finish Winter Soldier? I did. And what are your thoughts on it? I liked... I kind of liked the uh, big speech that Sam gave at the end. You know, pretty much saying, this is the reason we even made the show in the first place. Yes. Very well done. Liked that. I am still 50-50 on the fence if I liked what they did with Sharon. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more to that later on. I'm trying to speak in vagueness since uh, Jeff hasn't seen it yet. Okay, fine. I'll do it this way. Secret Invasion solves that problem. Oh, yeah, I don't think. I could be wrong. I don't think that's how they will. I hope not. I hope not. Solve that. Who was she talking to on the phone at the end? I don't know. Um, I will say the whole time, uh, my kids did not like, um, my kids did not like, uh, Falcon's new uniform at the end, costume at the end. None of my kids did. It's like, what? That's a badass uniform. But he's no longer Falcon. I know. But I was trying to be nice. So he can't have, (laughs) well, he took his earphones off. So, okay. He can't use that. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love that outfit. I love that costume. I thought it was awesome. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, I liked his speech at the end, uh, throughout the whole thing. I liked that it was six episodes. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Blake's on. There's Blake. Hey, Blake. We're talking Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Blake. Hey. Uh, Oh, wait, I missed my cue. (laughs) So how many minutes minutes late am I in? Uh, you're just a couple minutes late, about five minutes. I see we have a scab intern today. We do. Scab Jeff intern. Scab intern Jeff. Hey. I like that one better. Scab intern hey, Jeff. Hey, scab Jeff intern. How are you? Uh, I, I, I'm doing all right. Once. I had taken off uh, I had taken off my, my headset so that I didn't hear the spoilers about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh. <laughs> well, you're going to find some here in a second. I'll do this. For those people with video, I'll do this when we're done. So give me like five five minutes here, Scab. 
five so, minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To talk about talking to Winter Soldier. Let's okay. do it. So we were talking Let's about do the, it. Do it. I need two hours though. Can you, can you allow me like, two hours? Listen. You got you. You got two minutes. But hold on before we get to it. All right, Jason, go. Wait, okay. Yeah, please. Hold on. I'm holding on. Blake is the only one that's been in the military. Um, allegedly. I, allegedly. I, oh, speaking of military, uh, happy birthday to the Dit Man. Dit Man! Happy birthday! Although he was in the Air Force. We really don't consider that a military. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> anyways, um, I thought as the series went on, they did a hell yeah. of a job with PTSD with military with the soldiers. Um, that whole series was about PTSD, basically. For um, uh, not isn't not Karen? Who's that one? Who's the main bad guy? Um, Carly. 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 Yeah, she had a different form of it, but she was there. Uh, went uh, Bucky. Uh, Falcon. Yeah. Falcon. Sam did a good job because he was a yeah. ther- he was a therapist, for, or you know he he helped people. <clears throat> um. Yeah, there was an underlying theme of uh, mental health issues uh, throughout yeah. the whole series. Bradley, and they, they did kind of like stealthily put that in there without and addressing it without making you realize it's something like the Hurt Locker or something. You know, it was it was. I thought that was. Oh, Anthony Mackie, I see what you did there. <laughs> I thought they did a tremendous job with that as an underlying issue. Um, yeah, I and, and guilt a lot of a lot of with guilt too. Yeah, you know. and I think the more I'm, I'm going to watch it again, and I think the next time I watch it, I'm going to appreciate it even more, those little things. Um, I thought the series got better as the, as the episodes went on, um, and I liked yeah. I liked Wyatt Russell. Uh, I hated him. Uh, not so much that I was threatening people online because people were crazy, but... You, you, well, you're not supposed to hate him. You're, he's, he's kind of an anti-hero, but... At the end, you know, it, it, it's it's like the first quarterback after Peyton Manning. Yes, Andrew Luck. The first quarterback <laughs> that's going to be after Tom Brady. Um, you know, for if I can mm-hmm. simplify it, and you, I, you know, you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to be happy. They're never going to live up to those expectations. I, you know, and I and I and I think for uh, you know Wyatt Russell to take on that role was pretty brave because you know. He's going People to are going to dislike you. Now they said the fan base is liking him after this series. Shocker! Maybe you should have waited for the whole freaking series to be done. <laughs> well, that's correct. Because he's not Captain America anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, and you, and you had you know and you had you know Anthony Mackie's Sam Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, hey Uncle Sam. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sam. You know, come to grips and terms with you know his loss and his dealings with. Captain America, and then, um, you know, same thing with Sebastian Stan, as you mentioned, not as much as PTSD, but also, well, yeah, PTSD yeah. and his guilt. And, his, and brainwashing. And brainwashing, you know, making, you know, it's kind of hard not to feel personally responsible for all those people when, you know, he you know, did. I agree with Jeff. I loved your, uh, I love Sam's speech at the end. Was like, no, you actually do have the fucking power, you piece of shit politician. You have the power. <laughs> And it's yeah. like, oh, um, the whole time, the whole last episode uh, with Wyatt Russell's character. Yeah. I kept looking at my son. We're watching. And I'm like, it's coming. 
here he comes. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And he's like, who's he going to become? And I was like, I can't tell you. It's just going to be awesome. I know it's going to happen. And then, first yeah. off, Jordan Lewis-Dreyfus is in there. I didn't see her. Yeah, coming. Elaine. Yeah. Who would have thought Elaine was evil? <laughs> and then, I, I saw Veep. That's not a surprise. And then, when he comes out. <laughs> no, if she out, started dancing, I, I would have loved it. <laughs> Tiny kicks. Little kicks. Yeah. When when he came out as U.S. Uh, agent, I would jump up and down because I like U.S. agent in the comics. He's dumb, but I like him. And my son's yeah. like, that's a pretty cool costume. And I was like, see? I was like, this guy's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, the rumor is, Jeff, you will know this. She's making the Thunderbolts. She's making the Thunderbolts. <laughs> I heard. I thought it was Dark Avengers. It could be Dark Avengers, too, maybe. Um, because Thunderbolt Ross could make Thunderbolts technically, I guess it could be the Dark Avengers. I could see that. Um, because well, honestly, the Thunderbolts were made by Baron Zemo, so yes. I don't know how they're going to actually do it. <laughs> I love Baron yeah. It, Zemo. it took it. It took me to a moment to realize what happened to the remaining uh, Flag Smasher Super Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Almost done, Jeff. You know, almost done. And I'm like, I'm, I was looking at the. You know, I was looking at the, uh, you know, the the, the chauffeur in the mm-hmm. car. I'm like, wait a minute, who the fuck was he? And then they cut to Zemo. I'm like, oh, that's Zemo's butler. I I want his own series, the Baron. Kind of like an evil evil Alfred. <laughs> yeah, I want Baron Zemo's own series. That's all I want. <laughs> he is awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. Well, he's he's obviously going to play a role in the in the MCU four, right? I yes. Mean, and the next day, I was jumping up down when he put the mask on Jeff, and then he had the fur coat mm-hmm. because it's like the comics. Yeah. I was like, "Yes, all he needs is a pink yeah, leotard." They, <laughs> they made a goofy-looking costume. I like how they're actually able to to take inspiration from their comic costume and make it at least decent. And he's got PTSD issues too with his with his country and his his family. So. Yeah. So, j- you know, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Blake, overall, which one did you like, WandaVision or this? Ooh, I I liked them both. Tell you the truth, I liked I I, I liked one. I probably would rank WandaVision over this more because it was a different overall concept mm-hmm. of entertainment. You know. Yeah. It, but they're both equally good. Um, I did I did like. Um, you know, Bucky and Sam's bickering relationship in the beginning. You know, even though that they, they really didn't hate each other, but that you know, that's you know, they were playing off of each other as if they didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're barbecuing and liking each other. I'm like, you know, I would have liked to, you know, have me you know, maintain the teasing. I can't stand you. You're not my partner. It's you it's know, going jokes. to happen once uh, Bucky starts banging uh, his his sister, Sam's sister. <laughs> hey Sarah, hi Sarah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it it was a great show. Um, we were able to binge watch, yeah. binge watch it. And it was good. I, um, I'm I'm just concerned about uh, Aaron Kellyman's uh, future in movies. Who? I think she's typecast now. Who? Carly. Oh, Carly. Yeah, Carly. Yeah, the leader of the Flag Smashers. You know, because she was. She was in the gang in the uh, Han Solo prequel. 
Oh, you know, yeah, oh, right. these are horrible people on the leader. And then it turns out, well, they're not really horrible. They're, you know, fighting that's... for a cause. Oh, my God, these Flash Masters, they're horrible people on the leader. Oh, my God. Well, they're not really bad. They're fighting for a cause. So she's that... going to be typecast as a freedom fighter. I didn't even realize she was in uh, solo. With nice. some gray nice zone. Nice kid. Not completely good, not completely bad. But, you know, following what she does because she believes it. So, But I, I do, I do like how... Uh, a lot of this dealt with gray area, mm-hmm. you know, because there is a lot of gray area in the world. It's not always black and white, yeah. you know, or good and evil, which, you know, it can be. But I, I do like, you know, Sam's working with her and, uh, you know, using his experiences and, and his, you know, knowledge and, in, in, uh, you know, helping people recover, you know, soldiers and stuff, people recover from traumatic events and, you know, which, which is why, you know, Steve, you know, picked him in the first place because, you know, it's almost like, hey, you know, are you worthy of picking up Mjolnir, you know, kind of deal? Are you worthy of the shield? I, you know, and he was. And, he, you know, he tried, you know, uh, not to completely go out and beat the shit out of bad guys. He, you know, he worked his way in trying to, you know, resolve everything in a peaceful manner or at least to de-escalate. And you're right. His speech at the end was pretty awesome. And I like the fact that. You know, I almost felt like that was a speech, you know, for almost, you know, modern day yes. uh, Americans, you know, not seeing eye to eye and political, you know, bullshit of, uh, you know, you know, you know, don't listen, listen, they're wrong, they lie, we're right, they're wrong, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I kind of liked it. You know, I almost, I almost would take that speech and uh, go give it at schools. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring Jeff or scab Jeff in. Oh, <laughs> I, did we go over my two minute limit? Yeah. Well, yeah. We only by about eight minutes. Uh, sure. No, I can still talk for two hours. You know what? So I okay. will say this. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. When Loki comes out, Blake, we are going to. But have... I'm not a big Loki guy. I'm no, no, no. no. Listen fan. up, though. Listen up. When Loki comes yeah. out, we are going to watch it. And then we mm-hmm. are going to talk about Scarlet Witch, Winter Soldier, and Loki. And we'll do a special okay. episode of just the Disney Plus TV series of the Marvel ones. I think yeah, that's, that's true. We could talk because I could talk Winter Soldier a lot because we just finished watching yeah. it. We binge watched the last three episodes and it was just yeah. so damn good. It really is. Um, You're right. I, I like WandaVision because it came from a different perspective and it mm-hmm. came from a different entertaining, you know, entertainment, yep. um, you know, kickoff and made it kind of. You're, it was more like of a mystery thing and how it turns out. And then, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier was more of the no, dichotomy no, no. between people and good and evil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all I'm going to say because now I know that, you know, Scab yeah, Jeff is were... back. I mean, it's not like the best actor award at the end of the Oscars or anything. <laughs> uh, Scab, did you watch WandaVision, right? Yeah, Jeff, I, I told everybody if we were bringing you on, we'd have to save you for last to try and get that Oscar <laughs> effect. <laughs> you know what? But, uh, I, I did see WandaVision. I saw the whole thing. And you liked it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Okay. I thought it was great. I think it was a great concept. It wasn't a straight-up superhero mm-hmm. thing. You know, it was, it was, you know, but it was cool. They're both good. My oldest is, uh, wants to watch it after we got to Winter Soldier. He wants to watch it. So, uh, okay. So scab, we're done talking spoilers. You're safe. You're safe now. Um, the good news is 
Uh, we're not going to screw you over like Chadwick Boseman got screwed over. I'm just saying that right now. He didn't get screwed over. Fuck I... Anthony Hopkins. Is that the one that won it? Him or De Niro? I always forget who's. They, they all look alike. De Niro wow. Hopkins. I think it was Anthony Hopkins' best performance of his career, and he's had some good performances in his career. Him doing the Oscars or him in the movie? In the Oscars. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> they just cut it off at the end without any kind of speech or whatever. <laughs> they were like, oh, no, we thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win, so abort, I'm abort, not abort. sure what we're going to do here at the end. <laughs> and you see would, you later. You would think that somebody... <laughs> Somebody knows, those from the accounting staff knows, you'd think they would warn them ahead of time about, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves in celebrating a potential winner before they've actually won. No. No. That's never happened before. Did it? (laughs) Did it? I I didn't lose any money on Sunday because of Anthony Hopkins winning because I I put him on my, my sheet. Oh, you bet on Anthony? I did. Well, this is going to be a very... In in a little bit here, we'll do that. It's going to be a very interesting uh, Oscar recap because I didn't watch any of the Oscars. Uh, Or any of the movies that were up for Oscars. Well, well, Chad, Chadwick... Well, I'll have to rely on, you know, the the movie star, you know, advisor to the movie stars there, Scab Jeff. Chadwick Boseman was in, what was it, like like Miss Manny's ass or something? I... It Ma was Ma Rainey's back, Black Bottom, Ma, which was Ma not Rainey's, a good movie. Yeah, and that was what I was going to ask. I know that he, you know, made a lot of hearts with Black Panther, and he did pass away, and it's really sad. But that, was that performance worthy of a Best Oscar winner? I'm not even sure thought. it was worthy of a best uh, actor nomination. nomination. Wow. wow! It was a it, it was a it was a play a stage play made into a movie, and it looked like a stage play made into a movie. So it was all claustrophobic, like everything was like just a bunch of dialogue while you're sitting there, and his character. May have been the one with the most lines, or maybe even mm-hmm. the second or third. So he might not have even been the best actor, or the act, the, the main actor in the movie. And he was not as good as as uh, the guy from Sound of Metal. Uh, yeah. He was not anywhere near as good as Anthony Hopkins. So I'm glad that it went the way it went. So well, I- so it is probably a product of two things. One. They didn't have a lot of content for the past 12 months because of the Rona. And two, probably because it was a he passed away and was posthumous and a lot of people liked him. So they said, OK, my uh, question is for Scab, since you are the film critic and the Oscar guy, do you, was his performance better? Chadwick's better than Heath Ledger's in The Dark Knight. I'm not even okay. not even close. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I, I, but I but I really like Heath Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight. Okay, I'm just asking. So, well, we might as well do this real quick here, since you know, obviously Jeff's on here. Um, actually, you know what? We'll do the Twitter poll of the week. Then we'll get to his Oscar recap real quick. Uh, best get, uh, Twitter poll of the week. You can find us at Bad Ideas Podcast on Twitter and the History of Bad Ideas Facebook page. Give us a like. And give us follow and review us. Nobody's eating on this episode, so give us five stars. 
I am eating. Or four. Uh, based on the guest host so far, who should be the next host of Jeopardy? We had Ken Jennings, Aaron Rodgers, Katie Couric, and Mike Richards, not from Seinfeld. Uh, Dr. No. Dr. Oz can Which go Mike fuck Richards himself. is that? Uh, he's one of the producers. He's a producer of Jeopardy and other game shows. I think he does some of the questions, doesn't he? I think. I don't know if he's a writer, man. but. I thought he had well, something to do with it. I think they said he pretty much did it because they couldn't get anybody to, especially with COVID protocols, they couldn't get any celebrity guest host there the yeah. weeks that they were going to be, or the weekdays they were going to be uh, recording those episodes. Uh, episodes. So uh, he stepped in. Yeah. I will say, of the four you have listed there, mm-hmm. Mike Richards did the best. You know what? I agree with you. Uh, my wife and I have been watching this a lot, and I I agree with you. Um, fuck Dr. Oz. No. Fuck him. He shouldn't even been on there as a guest host. Screw him. That fucking snake. I, I only saw one episode with Ken Dennings, and I thought that he did very, very well. Yeah. But I... I I've I've seen one episode of since Alex Trebek, so I think Ken Jennings' Ken. issue is that he's a punchable face, so I don't know if uh, <laughs> people want to see him every week. What, with me, uh, with Ken Jennings, it's just the the tone of his voice, like the voice tonal quality, just isn't an MC voice. He himself did not do a bad job, but listening to his voice read all those questions for a half hour every day. Uh, I don't know. Well, in last <laughs> I'm, place, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm, can I also say I'm I'm really disappointed that they didn't even bring in any of the SNL iconic actors to come in and host I would, as I, a character like Will Trebek. I mean, Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell as yep. Alex Trebek. I mean, that would I mean that would have been an awesome opportunity. Or what's his name as Sean Connery. Um, Daryl Hammond. Yeah, Daryl Hammond is Sean Connery. No, Norm MacDonald is Burt Reynolds, Jeopardy. Turd Ferguson. Yeah, and we're Turd Ferguson hosting. I, I don't understand why they didn't capitalize on that. And you could have done one episode. You don't even have to do a whole week of those guys. Just do one episode, one episode of Turd Ferguson, one episode of Daryl Hammond's character, one episode of, you know. Uh, or Will it could Ferrell. have been one episode where they each came in and did a third of the. Yeah. You know, third of the show as a joke. You're yeah. like, hey, so you know, in the very fired, we have his replacement. You know, What's that the very of? first uh, celebrity Jeopardy skit that they did, mm-hmm. Daryl Hammond played Alex Trebek. Yes, he did. And there was no Sean Connery. Yep. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Thirteen percent disagree with me and Jeff. Mike Richards, thirteen percent. Uh, Are the actual the real? You know, probably the most qualified to host Jeopardy. Yeah. Last place. <laughs> Katie Kirk was 16%. I wasn't too sold on her. Yeah. She was okay. Um, and winning 41% to 30%. Uh, these stats just went up right before we came on the air. Ken Jennings beating Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, you know what? I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's an idiot and a jerk. <laughs> but I actually kind of liked him being the host. I had no issue with it. And he said that he could uh, do it with his football schedule. Yeah, they, he, uh, he may have a future in mm-hmm. game show hosting. Yeah. He wasn't terrible, but I didn't think he'd – he was better than Dr. Oz. 
Uh, well, yeah, they, they said he was pleasantly good at, at it. Uh, I, I will say, mm-hmm. you know, now uh, this last week and a half so far with Anderson Cooper, I think he is doing a stellar job better than everybody else so far. I don't know if I can get into Cooper. Like, I don't have a problem with him, but I'm not too sold on him as the host yet. Um, I mean, I just think his, his his performance and, you know, his interaction and, and talking and whatnot is better than the, the seven before him or well, six or whatever before him. LeVar Burden is being on future ones. Savannah Gunther, yeah. Guthrie from Today Host. Neurosurgeon and CNN medical advisor, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Uh, 60 Minutes correspondent, Bill Whitaker. Uh, my, and actress, Mayim uh, Bielek, or however you say it. Bialik. Bialik, yes. Mayim Bialik. And then LeVar Burton is another one. Um, yeah, unfortunately, show is Joe Buck. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, Robin Roberts is going to be doing a, a stint. Okay. Yeah. Oh, our top five should have been the top five people that you'd like to see host Jeopardy. We already we did, did that. that a couple months ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I get for never watching. That's <laughs> it. Damn you! <laughs> yeah, watching our podcast. <laughs> well, we are on YouTube. Yeah, uh, you can find uh, YouTube. There you go. And next week, I'll have the ratings for each host. Uh, I'm waiting for the Anderson Cooper ratings to come out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers ratings to come out. So, mm-hmm. uh, I have the other one. <laughs> I, I would like to see the Mehmet Oz ratings because I just know a, a bunch of fan sites were talking about boycotting his weeks. He was the lowest spoilers. <laughs> 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 Unless Anderson Cooper tanks, uh, which I don't think it's going to. So, I think, uh, yeah, the fake Dr. Oz is uh, going to be the lowest. Uh, let's see here. For Oscars, before we get into listener feedback here. Um, since you know what, fuck it, because they didn't care about it going last. Jeff, Scab Jeff, let's talk about this. First off, I heard your uh, future wife actually beat you in the Oscar uh, competition this year. Uh, I think we were down to like the last five, and she hadn't missed a single one. Jesus, she, wow! I might have her on the next week, next year. Uh, you might be. Well, she would have like, come on tonight, but I I beat her in Smash Up yesterday, and she got grumpy about that. Oh. Uh, Do you have yeah. the Marvel Smash Up? Did you get? That? I don't. Oh. I don't. <laughs> she she still needs to work on her trivia though. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, we had Best Picture, Sound of Metal, Nomadland, uh, Mank, uh, Minari, Promising Young Woman, uh, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. You had The Trial of the Chicago Seven, didn't you? No, I uh, well, not uh, not uh, two days ago, but I don't remember what I picked on the podcast I've, couple days. I've got the list here of the your picks from two okay. weeks ago. Jason listened; he would have known. But no, he I didn't listen when he wasn't on. I wasn't. But, so uh, Jason you... only listens when he's on the podcast. <laughs> I don't even listen. Now. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I did but enough. No, uh, you picked. Mm-hmm. You picked Nomadland to win, and that's and what won. Did. Uh, so congratulations. That might have been the only one I got. <laughs> uh, best actor, uh, Hopkins, Riz Ahmad from Jurassic World, uh, Stephen Yun, Yen, uh, Chadwick Boseman, and Gary Oldman. Uh, who did he pick, Jeff? 
Oh, I'm just uh, your go-to for Riz Ahmad is Jurassic World. Yep. Not not uh, Rogue One. No, no. <laughs> I'm okay. going Jurassic World. Uh, he picked Chadwick Boseman. And who won? Now he didn't say Chadwick Boseman should win, but he did <laughs> say he probably would, and that's why the he ninety-year-old guy that should go to the side, and they wonder why the ratings are down. Anthony he was Hopkins. only eighty-three. Jeez, Whatever. I can't believe you're making him older is he than he is. Best actor winner? Did he beat by Jack one Palance? year? Yes, he beat Palance. No, he beat Fonda. Oh God, jeez, old Pete. <laughs> wow, that damned Henry Fonda. Jeez. Hey Blake, uh, I thought you meant Jane. Hey Blake, you want to go down to the mall? I heard they got the new Anthony Hopkins movie. That guy's killer, man. Yeah, he's going to bring <laughs> all the young people to the movies. Well, if that's if those are the type of movies you want to watch that will bring people like that to the movies, I don't want to work at that movie theater. I'm just saying, Anthony Hopkins milkshake is not bringing anybody to the yard. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's Anthony it. Hopkins acting performances do no, no. he's that no, he he brings I, people to see otherwise people wouldn't I mean he's he's done some bad movies because he's pretty much admitted if you pay me enough I'll do any movie you want mm-hmm. so, I'd, I'd bang Anthony Hopkins <laughs> and I'm, I'd let him bang me I'm sorry what was that <laughs> <laughs> you heard him <laughs> Uh, best actress, Frances McDormand, uh, Andrea Day, Vanessa Kirby, Carrie Mulligan, and Viola Davis. I love Viola Davis. Uh, the winner, well, who did he pick, Jeff? She did. He picked Carrie Mulligan. And Jeff, Scab, who won? I don't even remember. Frances McDormand. Frances I drank a lot. <laughs> uh. Did she deserve it? Did she deserve it? She did not deserve it. Did she, she did de- better than I could have done in the same role. <laughs> did she do better than Patricia Arquette in Boyhood? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. Did she do better than Carrie Mulligan? Uh, probably. Okay, because that's who you had picked. So Yeah, but but uh, I thought that that's where they'd give Promising Young Woman, which I thought was a terrible movie, but it got all this all this hype. And it was just about some girl who'd been date raped so much, just coming back and deciding to get get her revenge on guys. And she didn't even do it well. Is it like I spit on your grave? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The cleaner version? (laughs) Um, Best Supporting Actress? Oh, well, Nelly. Glenn Close. How the fuck is she up for Best Actress? Supporting actress and for a Razzie Award, same year. Because she knows how to do the the butt. Uh, <laughs> I explained that. I explained that a couple of weeks ago. If you ever listen to the shows Sorry, that you're not on, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maria Bakalov uh, for Barack. Bakalov. Yeah, Olivia Coleman. Uh, is that Olivia Coleman who was in Fringe? I don't think so. Amanda Seyfried in oh, Rushmore. God. It's the Olivia Coleman that was in, uh, uh, what was that uh, British TV show? Uh, Faulty Towers? No. Uh, Monty Python? With, with, the de- detective one? Benny the detective Hill. one. With, with, yeah. with, uh, with Dr. Google. Yeah, thank you. Broad, 
Broadchurch. Uh, Grace uh, Point was the only thing coming to mind, which was the U.S. adaptation, and she wasn't in the U.S. adaptation. As soon as you said British, I knew what it was. I just had to keep going (laughs) because I love Broadchurch. Anyways, and Yun Yu Jung, is that correct? Did I say it right? Exactly right. That was perfect. I don't think she could say it any better than that, Jason. <laughs> okay, smart ass. Get your wife on your wife in here. I'd rather talk to her. Uh, she won. Show disclaimer, Jason is really white. <laughs> or just really dumb. <laughs> There's a difference. Uh, who did he pick, Jeff? He chose Maria Bakalova. Oh, that was a bad choice. That, that was, was a bad, a bad choice, Jeff. What the hell's wrong with you? I didn't even see. Well, Brian that's who won the. That's who won the Golden Globe. Okay, let's just say this: that fucking Mars movie won best comedy at the Golden Globes. I would not base anything on the Golden Globes right now. <laughs> what was that Matt Damon movie? Rescue of Mars or Mars? Over the Moon. It was The Martian. Don't you dare pick on <laughs> Over the Moon. Don't you dare. Best director: uh, Chloe Zhao, Thomas Vinterberg, David Fincher. Uh, Emerald Fenella and Lee Isaac Chung. Uh, Chloe Zhao Zhao uh, won for Nomadland. Which one did you pick? Which one did he pick? He picked Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Ah, okay. So basically, you could have just gone with Nomadland the whole way, Scab, and been okay. Uh, apparently, I would have done better at this point. <laughs> or just as well, I think. <laughs> you know, the, the Oscars uh, did something very... Uh, brave and actually uh, picking Zhao because uh, mm-hmm. she's completely censored in China for her non-pro-government views. She's completely censored in there in China. Oh yeah, Jesus. the Oscars never happened in China. Wow, wow. They've completely removed everything from the internet and uh, social media and uh, any reference to her winning the Oscars there. Good for the, uh, sure, good for them. Whatever. <laughs> That's not good. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring anybody down. Uh, isn't that where uh, the anyways, Olympics are at this year? Hey, isn't she gonna? Isn't she gonna? Japan. Uh, is it Japan? Okay. Isn't isn't she going to uh, direct one of the Marvel films now? She is. Uh, yeah. The I Eternals. Will, I think she did do Eternals, or she's. I think it was Eternals. I'll double check. Uh, I can't remember. No, Jeff. The reason I said that about the Olympics is because I knew it was in an Asian country. I just didn't know which one because I knew that they were on, they were off. And oh I was my like, god! I they're all the same. All the yeah. Asian. No, they're are not. Oh That's not what I meant. I just don't care about That's the Olympics meant. enough. So they I didn't. Chinese or really Japanese. Okay, listen, all fuckers. I didn't know what country <laughs> it was. Okay, it could have been in Russia. I just knew it was over there somewhere. Hey. It he was, was educated in London's American in the United geography. States, right? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck you all. It's well, American London geography standards. <laughs> you know what? You can all do this thing by yourself. Uh, best Supporting <laughs> Actor. Uh, let's see. We had Paul Racy for Sound of Metal. Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, not for Barat, but for The Trial of Chicago 7. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Daniel Kaluuya. How do you say that, Jeff? Kaluuya. Kaluuya. And, I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, and Lamar Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Uh, <laughs> for surviving the Kardashians? <laughs> That's uh, a different Odom altogether. 
Oh, sorry. You said Lamar. It's Leslie Odom, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Leslie Odom Jr. is a better actor and a better basketball player, so it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I thought you said Larry. <laughs> Larry. That's all yeah. I heard. Uh, you did. If we go back and listen, you said Larry. Uh, or Lamar. Said Lamar. Sorry, he said, said Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> he did say Lamar. Lamar. Daniel Kaluuya won for Judas and the Black Messiah. Who did Jeff Scab pick? He picked Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, good job. Good job. He was he was the main character in the movie. They only put him there because they wanted him to win. So, well, he's not going to win Best Actor with Anthony Hopkins there. Fucking Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Why is that 93-year-old winning? So let's winning? put him here so we can... So we can give him the prize. This guy can't go. Because he was good and get out. He, he, he couldn't, He's a good actor. I mean, just face it. Anthony Hopkins can't go 10 minutes without taking a pee break. He is not a good actor anymore. He's done. His career's over. Oh, my God. We're done. Have you seen the movie? Now you're doing ages. The whole point of the movie is that he couldn't go 10 minutes without taking a pee break. I know, and he did that horribly. <laughs> he only went nine. <laughs> or he went 11. Anyways, uh, this is the one that I was worried about. Best animated feature, Soul, Wolf Walkers, Onward, uh, Sean the Sheep movie? What is that? No, no, it says a Sean it's the one Sheep of them, movie. Yeah, it's one of them Nick Park, Wallace and Gromit okay. uh, guy type movies. And the one that should have won and was hosed, Over the Moon. Over the Moon should have won this. <laughs> by ten. That was really a bad movie. You're a bad like, movie. <laughs> Like, Jen watched it, and she's like, this wasn't bad. And I'm like, but was it good? Yes! It was heartbreaking. <laughs> I cried. I didn't cry. I it, it was. Uh, it was like like a anime Japanese movie trying to be a Disney movie and then falling short of both the Disney movie and the anime film, which either one, if they had committed to either one, it would have been better. Not what? as good as Soul or Onward, but uh, I thought it was better than Onward. And I liked Onward enough, but I didn't think it was that great. Uh, Jeff, who, Sca- or Jeff, who did Scab pick? He picked Soul. And Soul won. I will say this. This is about the only <laughs> the only category I saw the majority of the films. Um, <laughs> so I will say Soul, I would not have been upset if that was up for Best Picture overall. Um, I get that it won for best animated and it probably was the best animated film out there. Um, it wasn't a kid's film that I thought, uh, because my kids did not care for it at all. Cause your kids can't appreciate good cinema. It wasn't really made for kids, which is fine, <laughs> but it's a, and your kids story. can't appreciate good cinema. You uh, should raise your kids to be better than kids. Uh, they like the floor is lava, the game show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurting Jeff. Um, of course, my daughter doesn't like Muppets. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I I pick on you, but I do agree that Soul probably should have won. Uh, let's see here. We won't go through them all. Let's see. Um, well, we the ones he picked. He also picked adapted screenplay, original screenplay, documentary feature, and international feature. Adapted screenplay. The father won. And which one did he pick? He picked Nomadland. Well, you shouldn't have gone with Nomadland. I told you, don't go with that. <laughs> uh, original, original screenplay, Promising <clears throat> Young Woman won. Uh, what did he pick? He picked The Trial of the Chicago 7. And that one I was so sure on. I was so sure Aaron Sorkin would win that that category. I was very shocked. 
Um, I was actually kind of surprised by that too. I didn't see them, but I'm I, Aaron Sorkin's one that the I thought the Oscars would go with. Mm. Um, let's see here. What was the other two he had? Documentary feature. Which one did he pick? He picked what he said was the best movie he saw all year. Never mind. That I, was The Mole Agent. I got to watch this. It was this. so good, and I knew that it was the longest shot. <laughs> you should have get, went with the best title in that area, My Octopus Teacher. That would have been That's a, what won. Yep, that's what won. <laughs> Eight thumbs up. Octopushy. My pusher teacher. Uh, what's the other one? Octopushy uh, galore. International feature. Uh, who did he pick? He picked another round. And that won! Congratulations, Jeff! You're up to like 60%. Was that a movie about a British pub? No, it was a movie about a Dutch, Danish, Danish pub. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, really, it was an interesting concept for the movie. It was, uh, uh, there were a bunch of teachers at a high school, and one of them was teaching somebody who said that uh, humans were born with .05 alcohol, blood alcohol level too low. So they should drink enough so that they were exactly at .05 constantly. And they couldn't drink on the weekends, just during work hours and stuff. And, <laughs> and it, was, well, it was a very good movie. It was very well made. Well, that's the origins of India Pale Ale. It's so that they can drink that Aww. during working hours. Oh, Seriously. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought the origins of India Pale Ale was so they can ship it uh, across the seas to India. No. No. Well, then. Well, scam. I'm going to side. I'm going to side with Jeff on that one. Uh, look it up. Uh, we're a history podcast. I think we we're know. we're not going to look it up. You know, we're not going to look it up. <laughs> we're a history podcast. Go with the history part. I'm going to wait, wait for big Dev comments on the. <laughs> Dev will get us the correction on the Indian pale pale ale. Um, Scab, since there wasn't a lot of mo- well, I shouldn't say since it was different this year because of the pandemic. The films were not in the theaters as much. You know, there was different things. Netflix took him the biggest amount of awards. Uh, Netflix films. Um, Tyler Perry got an award. Yeah, for humanitarian. Is that what it was? And he gave yeah. a very humanitarian speech, and they stopped clapping for him. Uh, I would have said he didn't win the humanitarian award because he kept subjecting us to Medea. Once he gets rid of a Medea, yeah. then he can win that humanitarian award. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think it's been a couple of years since he's done a Medea movie. That's probably why they gave him the award. Medea re- reboot. Here we come. <laughs> I want to know the origins of Medea. It's we been do a 10 prequel? years, no Medea movie. Here's your <laughs> award. <laughs> Can we do a Medea when she was 25? I want to know the origins of this woman. Come on, let's do that. <laughs> there you go. A prequel. A Medea prequel. It will be just as good as that Cruella DeVille one. Ugh. <sighs> So, do you think it was better or worse this year? This Oscars, the lowest Oscar, lowest uh, viewed Oscars. Uh, I forget ever. Long time. Yeah, ever. There you go. Of course, under ten million. Yeah. Uh, this was the this was the first year that I have seen every single Oscar nominated film before the Oscars. So nice. all fifty six, I was able to see. And the only reason I haven't in previous years is because it's been pretty much impossible. I'd have to go to New York, L.A. or overseas to see a lot of the the international features. But now they're all streaming. So I really liked that. 
but and really i think a lot of the movies that came out that were nominated this year were better than green book because uh, that was a piece of flaming dog crap and <laughs> and the mole agent is probably the best spy movie i've ever seen uh, so the mole agent I thought was fantastic and Nomadland was, was interesting, but yeah, I can see how it didn't have quite the appeal the quality of movie as previous Oscars. And, and I'm sure that people hadn't heard of half of these who, who weren't into the looking for the Oscar movies and stuff like that. Was Nomadland better than Moonlight? I think it was. Okay. Was Moonlight better than seen, La La Land? I don't it think I've seen not. any of these movies. Moonlight apparently was better one. than La La Land because it won. And that's that's how we judge. It is a completely <laughs> objective case. So if it wins the uh, Oscar, it is the best. So, Scab, thank you for this. I mean, a, mole, a mole agent was the Gary Oldman one where he goes to Russia, right? Oh. Was that it? Gary Oldman's such a good actor that you never really know if he's in the movie or not. <laughs> so he could have been in there. All right. I have, I have no idea. Blake, let's take it from here. Jep, Scab, we always appreciate your Oscar things. I apologize. This year, I'll be honest, I forgot to almost have you on today because I completely forgot about the Oscars. Even though you were talking to me about them, I completely forgot the next day. And then I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so I apologize. Yeah. So our final thing is uh, out of 11 categories, uh-huh. Jeff got five right. Oh, not his worst year. Not his worst year for <laughs> So I'm less than 50%? <laughs> less than 50%. Is that, 43? But since we decided to go and do 11 categories, so Jason would have a harder time doing the math than 10 categories, <laughs> you got another round was the 11th movie we picked. <laughs> category. <laughs> Congratulations, Jeff. Scab. Congratulations. Uh, Jeff, give me some listener feedback. Oh, no, never mind. This is Blake's category. Blake, give me some listener feedback here, buddy. That's right. Uh, crinkling paper sound insert here. Now, uh, some bomb listener feedback sponsored by Lenny's Pub in Delhi. I couldn't read that. <laughs> Lenny's Pub, yes. There's a local pub that will not show NBA games until what? They get they cancel LeBron James. <laughs> he's against cancel culture, but he's canceling the NBA because of LeBron. I was like, wait a minute, that yeah. doesn't work. Uh, and sorry, right, nobody's watching NBA games anyway. Not so in Cincinnati. Like, <laughs> no I'm conflicted. Cares. Yeah, I'm conflicted by this because <laughs> I haven't been going to Lenny's Pub like ever anyway. So, am I boycotting Lenny's Pub by still not going, or am I just doing what I was doing anyway? Or are you boycotting the NBA because you just don't watch the NBA? <laughs> it's kind of. Well, like, yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> been watching the NBA. I've. I've never heard of nor been to Lenny's Pub in Delhi, but it's got he's gotten a lot of free advertising. That's right, week. good for him. <laughs> I was like, okay, I still won't watch the NBA. I don't and care. and it's not a big sacrifice because nobody's watching the NBA anyway. No. So. Yeah, yeah, people in Delhi, you might get two people that want to watch the NBA. That's the Harlem Globetrotters they watch, not the NBA. Oh. No, no, no. They're watching the Washington Generals. They, they, he has a ladder. That's not allowed. No, they're or they're watching old Oscar Robertson 
you know, mm. <laughs> reruns. Oh, my God. And Cincinnati people, if you're not from Cincinnati, oh, my God. That's all we ever hear. If anybody ever talks about the basketball, it's always about Oscar Robertson was the greatest player ever. He could have been. I don't care. That's because you guys were talking to my father. <laughs> Which, but, uh, which represents basically you know, every old guy in Cincinnati. Yes. <laughs> and Pete Rose, he was so good. Oh, my God. What a well, Pete Rose. Dad didn't like Pete Rose, so I. <laughs> all of them can join fucking Anthony Hopkins on the last train to Clarksville. Jeez, old Pete, shut the hell up. <laughs> There's a, say, a little saying I like to say about Pete Rose and the people from Cincinnati. Either you're a fan of Pete Rose's or you know Pete Rose. <laughs> It's true. It's true. He's an asshole, allegedly. <laughs> oh, no. Fact. He's a dumbass. So, anyways, going to listener feedback. Yeah, every <laughs> once in a while, he makes the you know he makes the uh, news when he shows up at some baseball little league thing, drunk and dropping f bombs. You know, for your nine year old kid. I was, right, sho- I was shocked that he was getting divorced again. Shocked. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh yeah. Oh, really shocked. Good. Uh, well, I mean. Yeah. Um, darn. Sorry to hear that. All right. Uh, first off, hey, Scab Jeff, who who do we always start off with? Uh, number one fan. A-Pants. Formerly known as? Seven. Can't give yourself a nickname. Yeah. Big Dog. D. Seven. Yeah. Dad. Yep. Yeah. So uh, from Doug, a TV report found MTV aired ridiculousness. 113 hours of the 136 available hours in a week in January. I'm going to trust him on the math. I'm not going to do it. How much did Jason watch? 110 hours. <laughs> I have it oh, wait, all hold on. It's like salacious crumb of Chanel. So oh, I got the God. schedule for MTV from April 19th through April 25th. Is that last week? Yeah. Um, di- ridiculousness was on Monday through Sunday. This is this is the only thing that was interrupted for Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, this was on Monday. Mrs. Doubtfire, Forrest Gump, Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> and then delicious four episodes of deliciousness which deliciousness is, which is a spinoff of ridiculous spinoff of ridiculous. tiffany amerson's thesis uh right yes tuesday it was how high Two, pineapple express half-baked dazed and confused and teen mom og because it was 420 the weed day yeah <laughs> the only reason that it didn't play for 24 hours straight on wednesday that week because they had to throw the challenge colon double agents in there uh, yeah, there are reality TV shows. They got to stop. Uh, oh, oh, the best part was Jim showed me a visual of it, you know, yes. all blocked out. Yep. And there's only like two very thin slits for videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, then <laughs> Thursday they stopped it for Old School, Talladega Nights, and later on, Florabama Shore. Uh, and then Friday was Talladega Nights, and somehow at like 4.30... Fresh Out Live. I don't know what that is. That's the music, I guess. That's the music. On That's the music. <laughs> uh, Saturday, Half hour of music. There you go. Saturday, they had Fresh Out Playlist uh, at 8 a.m. And then the rest of the afternoon on that Saturday, all day, from 1 o'clock until 3 a.m. the next oh, that morning, Friday, next Friday, Friday after next, Friday, next Friday, Friday after next, and How High 2. 
<laughs> I was like, okay. And then on Sunday, they showed nothing but ridiculousness. <laughs> That's it. 600 you know, episodes. And the thing is, the, the thing is, that show is really painful to watch. I can't stop watching. I wouldn't <laughs> know. I don't. I know I haven't I, seen the entire episode. In, I, I got sucked in because, you know, when you, you know, people like to watch train wrecks, and I was yeah. watching several train wrecks. You know, you got this middle-aged jackass <laughs> wearing a ball cap thinking he's like eight, 18 years old again. Do they skateboard got, in that show? Skateboarding, yeah. He, he you know, he used he, to. You know, used to. And, and you got his uh, secretary that's the most annoying laugh <laughs> in the world. <laughs> And then you got then you got his DJ quote video guy that pretends he's playing videos and doing back and forth I like with the him. video stuff. He's not the only one I and like. Then, <laughs> I like Rob too. I yeah, he's he's the least annoying. I but, do, you know he's got the, he's got this big controller with knob these big knobs on it. You're like that's fake. That's horrible. Uh, and then they they have guests on there every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd be like, "Go watch the you know you know you, you know when you." Uh, go to dinner and you eat so much, you know, you sometimes, you know, after what happens after dinner and the meal, it's really funny. <laughs> Roll the clips. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Did you read a fucking prompter for this shit? I still have no idea based on that description what this show is about. They show videos <laughs> and they make fun they, of them. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, they, they just show like before it's pre-TikTok. Yeah. It's basically imagine a, a show about TikTok viral Video videos. fails. Video fails. Yeah, video fails. Scab's oh. favorite show, right, Scab? Have you ever watched Ridiculousness? I have never seen it. And besides the movies that you mentioned, I didn't know that any of those other shows existed. <laughs> okay. Uh, do not read the next one. Uh, because we have Randall a, Holt? Yeah, because that's going to be for next week when Intern's back. I got one Randall Holt has been censored. I'm against this. Jen Adams sent one in. Uh, who might who? Scab? Jen. I was just wondering. Who's that? I was just wondering how Scab <laughs> Jeff feels after being in a relationship with someone who has two floppies and two Oscar trophies, where when he in fact has zero of these things. Is it emasculating? Asking for a friend. Oh, uh, I'm glad that the the Oscar trophy is still in the house. So uh, I'm happy for that. So like last year's you threw her floppies out. Is that what you're insinuating? No, no, no. The the floppies. I, I, she, she uses those from you. I've never hidden from you. I use those in the bedroom sometimes. (laughs) I've I've never even been to your Oscar party, and I got an Oscar trophy right here. Look at that, (laughs) Morris Oscar party best picks 2020. Hell yeah! Look at that. I brought it into the studio and then COVID hit and I haven't seen it since. Right I could here. go grab two of those, Jason. And <laughs> it's so pretty. But you know, I don't you know, want as many as you. You know what, Scab Jeff? You do have more Hobie appearances than she does. I, I, I do. He'd rather have the trophy. However, I bet she's listened to more Hobie episodes than you. That's a push. No, I think she Is only it, listens when he's on. Oh. She does only listen when I'm on, but I never listen to the ones I'm on. Oh, well, so then she has listened to more than you. So if she watches this one, she'll probably have listened to more because there's probably like, what, 10, 15 minutes of Winter Soldier and Falcon talk. 
(laughs) (laughs) But I didn't listen to her. Uh, Go ahead, Blake. What else we got? All right. So uh, next uh, we have from Josh at Grayatoni25095. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually Josh at Great One, 25095. I'm just doing my Jason impression. Catching up on the show, and Jason is talking about missing persons case. What cases are some of his, quote, rabbit holes, unquote, he goes down? Uh, there's many. I think we read this question two weeks ago. But I wasn't here. <laughs> no. Oh, we gave an answer. <laughs> uh, the mistake uh, family case was one. They finally caught somebody for that. The whole family went missing. Um, there's the Christian Smart one that they just solved. Um, it allegedly could be the the guy that walked her home on a ca- uh, campus of ca- uh, Cali Pie or what is that? Can you say they just solved it? If you have to say allegedly, that he's a, he's arrested. He hasn't been tr- uh, tried yet, so that's why. His dad allegedly. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. It also doesn't mean it's been solved yet. It just uh, means they have a suspect who they think they have enough evidence to convict. Uh, the sad one is uh, Delphia uh, murders, the ones that took place with the two girls on the train on the bridge uh, that they got video of, but they never found the guy. Uh, there's um, Brian Schaefer, who went missing in a Columbus uh, bar. Uh, they have video of him going in and nothing else. He's never been seen again. And then finally, um, the one I started getting really hooked on is uh, Liz Barrara, B-A-R-R-A-R-A, I think it is. Uh, she was shot point blank. They have video of it uh, while she was doing a garage sale. Uh, they have video of this person. Could be a man, could be a woman. It looked like a man dressed in drag, uh, like a big wig in that. Um, came up, said something to her, uh, gave her, showed her a note, or gave her a note, and then shot her point blank four times and then ran off. Uh, they got the video of the truck and him, but they don't have, you know, he's obviously covered up. But the big thing is, though, she was uh, in, like, the 501 First Troops, like the Star Wars troop, I think, that dresses up and goes to hospitals and conventions and that. So 501st. Yeah. So that one's an interesting one. That was from a couple of years ago. That was the one that I got hooked on for a long time, uh, just recently, and whew, went down a rabbit hole in that one. I thought I had it solved. Yeah. Have, have you been watching the the Cecil Hotel documentary on Netflix? I was bored by it. Um, is that I, I, I've only seen the first the first episode of it. Yeah, I read about that. I think she. Ha- I really do think that she had a uh, mental break. Uh, is from everything I've read about it, because um, she ended up at spoilers in the water tanks up above. Um, it was weird. Don't get me wrong. It's weird. The video. Did you not even hear me say that I only saw the first episode? Oh, it sounded like you were done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was Spoilers. <laughs> you brought it up, Jeff. You opened the door. <laughs> well, I, I'd seen yeah. all the YouTube. I know that she ended up, but I, I don't know if they caught anybody or... They did. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, the missing persons cases, what's more popular is the uh, unsolved murders. And uh, I was listening to a uh, show talk about why they're so popular with women mm-hmm. and uh, guys like Jason in touch with his feminine side. Yes. Because they, they like that feeling of danger, nope. but it's safe. It's not. Because they can listen to this, you know, the scary stuff and be scared, but on the flip side, you know, they know it's just, you know, 
my reacting talking just, of and like be safe. I just don't like not knowing what happened. I want to know what's happened. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Uh, my son was re- learning about Roanoke uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and unsolved, and it's a pre- pretty, sh- you know. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Even my son's like, so they went to the other island? Yeah, pretty much is what I'm thinking. They even left a note on a tree. Yep, okay. Just checking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> you could solve the mystery of Jamestown. There you go. That's it. That's it. We're done. <laughs> he just left a message on the tree. Just on the tree. Well, they did. And they went to go join another tribe. They did. <laughs> went to get beer. Be back have at they, seven. <laughs> have they looked at the trees on Oak Island? Maybe that's what they need to find the treasure. <laughs> oh, there's Damn, probably hints on the trees. They've been, <laughs> they've been digging going down. They should oh. be looking up. Hey, Daryl, the treasure's <laughs> in the tree right above tree us. Messages. Oh, it says tre- treasure and points <gasps> an arrow straight up to the tree. Huh. Maybe we should look up yeah, there. <laughs> You know, if that damn Aussie guy with his uh, metal detector always looking at the ground, yeah, they looked up every once in a while. Come on. Good day, mate. Where's the shrimp on the bobby? Give me that shrimp. Oh, that's a nice bubble. You from Louisiana and old? <laughs> what was that? Mm-hmm. What else you got? Uh, next, uh, insert uh, porn music here for voiceover. Mm, yeah, tell me how you like it. Mm, yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yay. Or Jason reading erotica. <laughs> From Nick. Oh, bright. Been a while, Nick. It's been, been a, a long refractory period. But now he's up and ready to go. Are the Reds going to do this year, Jeffy? Hashtag penis and chest mouth. Call me Cold Dust. You ruined everything, Jason. You know this. <laughs> Cold Dust. <laughs> You know when Nick um, is uh, when Nick is sending in a listener feedback question, he has to know ahead of time that there's going to be more than multiple Jeffs on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, now how do you think they're going to do? Oh, they're going to win the World Series. Okay, I say that at the beginning of every season. I would have said yes <laughs> until they had that seven game losing streak. That was wrong. Well, besides that. Uh... Okay. I right. mean, hashtag the eternal optimist. All right. We'll call it a tie. <laughs> uh, right, what about the other Jeff? Yeah, Scab, what do you think about the Reds this year? Uh, uh, whose penis is in Jeff's <laughs> mouth? <laughs> he didn't say whose. <laughs> well, but the, the hashtag assumes that some Jeff has some penis in their mouth, and I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so is it it's Anthony or Hopkins. The penis, you know, the penis <laughs> or the mouth? We don't know. See, that's the thing is you have to play guess who's in my mouth, so we don't know whose penis. <laughs> oh, I know Anthony Hopkins. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you got, Scab? What are the Reds going to do this year? Uh, they're going to win ninety six. Okay. Wow. Okay. Very optimistic. Wow. Just this year, they're going to win 96 games or like a combined over two years? 
It was this year. Okay. So after game one of uh, 162, the fire David Bell. Yes. <laughs> they're done. It's installed. They're going to bring Buddy well, I Bell started, in. <laughs> I started the fire David Bell uh, before game one, so. <laughs> Thanks, Marvin okay. Lewis. Uh, what else? I'm just glad that 96 is uh, is a number in between the minimum amount of games they could win and the maximum amount of games they could win. <laughs> <laughs> well, the minimum they can win is zero. So they, they haven't already won beat any that. yet this year. Oh, so far, okay. The minimum they can win is oh, what, eleven. I don't know. Eleven. <laughs> I guess is that, that, is that what they have yeah, now. That's right. That's right. My bad. My bad. Uh, Blake, wrap this sucker up. Uh, from uh, from uh, best uh, actor in a uh, listener feedback series question uh, goes to professor number one at doctor number one. What food would Jason like to lick off my body? Whipped cream, mac and cheese uh, with the cherry. Not the I mac know. and cheese with the powder from last week. We learned don't eat that powder. Not the craft. No, 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 no not the, yeah, no. But uh, knowing what. Uh, uh, Doctor number one looks like. Mm. I think Jason would pick uh, sour cream and onion potato chip dip. You would lick that off of him. <laughs> I wouldn't eat that by itself. <laughs> <laughs> Mash the body smell. Uh, <laughs> you violate it. <sighs> I feel like Anthony Hopkins just stole my Oscar. Uh, nasty. Jeff, give me a news of the geek. We're going to face off next week when our cast is when Brian's here, because uh, he's a big fan of this. Um, can you tell me? Can you give me a top? Uh, I don't even know what I'm doing. News of the geek. Can you give me a music for that? It's time for news of the geek. And that was worthless. Ugh. You asked for it. Comic book writer Ed Broodbaker, who I really like. Resurrected Bucky during his Captain America run in 2005 alongside artist Steve Epting, transforming Steve Rogers' whiny sidekick into an assassin called the Winter Soldier. The status quo change has influenced several Marvel Studios films and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Brubaker, shocking, a comic book writer, remains unhappy with how he's been treated from a financial standpoint over his most famous creation. He was on the Fat Man Beyond podcast, and he said... Uh, he took issue with the lack of compensation he's received. Quote, I'm really happy for Sebastian Stan, who I think is both a great guy and the perfect Bucky and Winter Soldier. I'm glad to see him getting more screen time finally. Also, Anthony Mackie is amazing as a Falcon. Everyone at the Marvel studio, Studios that I've met, all the way up to Kevin Feige, has n- been nothing but kind to me. But at the same time, for the most part, all, all Steve Epton and, and I have gotten for creating the Winter Soldier and storyline is a thanks here or thanks there. And over the years, that's become harder and harder to live with. Well, he did sign a contract with Marvel. They own the creations. Yeah. Well, how, how about, yeah, if you don't like it, then stop creating things for Marvel or go. To, yeah. Just go to image. Uh, well, this is, but if you didn't make it for Marvel, then nobody would ever have heard of it. So <laughs> I, I don't like the idea of somebody creating something that becomes huge and then getting no, compensation for it well he did he got paid he got well, paid. It says yeah, that he, he got his salary for what he worked there this is common. but it says that he makes le- he makes more on his sag res- residuals he does they, than he did for 
making one of the the big Avengers comic book characters that now everybody's heard of. Writers and artists are paid for the work they do at the time, but do not receive residuals or future payments for characters or concepts they created. That's because they, quote, work for hire, and when and if those characters are brought to TV or film, they generally aren't compensated. Uh, He explained that he has turned down thank you credits in the past because of the paltry amount of money offered and actually makes more money from SAG residuals for his cameo in the Winter Soldier movie uh, than he has for creating the character for Marvel Comics. Quote, I remember sitting in that movie and just remembering that Jack Kirby also growing in my stomach, going, this is what it felt like, kid. Brubaker added, when I see ads for the Falcon Winter Soldier, it actually makes me feel sick to my stomach. I get it, but that's part of the deal that you had. Sorry. I love that. I, 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 I disagree. I, I think that that you should, if you make something like that, you should get some kind of legitimate... Well, I'll throw this out to you. The character of Bucky was around before Brubaker was ever born. He just did a different He just twist. turned him into a different... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what do you call it? He, 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 went, he, took, he took an existing character and... Did a different storyline. Updated him to the... Mm-hmm. so. His creation was something that's already been out. You could say the same thing, okay. Jeff. You could say the same yeah. thing, Jeff, for um, Jason Todd, the third Rob, the second Robin in Batman. He's now the he became the Red Hood. They brought him back, and if you know the Red Hood is now popular in cartoons, uh, DC cartoons. <laughs> Do, you know that guy's not bitching right now, right? It's a it probably is. Character. They're all bitching. Oh, that's true. Um, get that Alan Moore on it. Get Alan Moore. He'll talk about it. I got wizards in my beard. Um, I mean, I get it. So is he, is he not making the residuals because he took an existing character and just, no, he's not making the gave him metal arm or, or is it, (laughs) did he sign away his rice? I mean, he did when you you sign a contract, you're signing a work for hire contract and the stuff you're doing. I mean, it, it, like, I mean, hell it's like scientists working at, uh, for, uh, you know, drug companies. Pfizer. They're getting paid. Working on the COVID. Yeah, working on the you, COVID vaccine. You yeah. get paid to do that. If your discovery is, you know, something that they capitalize on, they have the patents and the rights. I mean, that's that's capitalism for you. Uh, but hey, you would also capitalism. expect that he gets a nice fat bonus. Yeah, uh, I would suspect that those people would get a bonus. They're handsomely paid. They make good money. I don't think comic book artists and writers necessarily make good money off the bat. So what? Is, what is? So what you're saying is, if you're going into comic book artistry, you need to be a sole proprietor. That's why. Pretty much. Of, that's why. That's why of, Image formed yep. in the '90s. And there's a lot of yeah. independent uh, uh, comic books now. That's why indie comics is so big. Yeah. Like, sor- go to Source Point Press. Anyways. Yeah. Like go to Source Point Press. And if they make a you know superhero movie out of one of those comic books, the guy that created it is going to get all the money. Like Rod But instead, he went to go work for a big you know Marvel, you know corporation. Go to Marvel. He or agreed DC to get paid on a you know per issue basis, and yeah, you know. But if you were with that, he gets to create. But with that, he got to create you know something awesome or or run with something awesome and got compensated for it and, and acknowledged for it and, and credited be, for it. Let's, right? be, let's think about this. Brubaker, who's a great writer. I love Ed Brubaker. But that yeah. storyline propelled him into the top, or et- top echelon of comic book writers now. So Which his got him more money. Up. His comic right? expo goes up. 
You know, yeah. everything he does now because of that series, he makes more money at the conventions. He makes more money if he uh, if they commission him to write a series. You know, if Marvel or DC makes him uh, makes an offer, he's in theory going to be making more because he's now popular. Yeah, we're paying you an exposure, damn it. And we're giving him free pub right now. I'm not saying that he shouldn't get something, but at the same time, you you did sign this contract. That I mean, but it it gave him opportunities to make more money. Yep, yep. And capitalize I mean, on him. I, I'll give them a slight benefit nowadays. They at least will give you created by credit, whether mm-hmm. it's not monetary attached to it. Yeah, but. Like in the old days, they wouldn't even give you credit for coming up with. Uh, Sorry, Bill the, the Finger. Characters. Sorry, Bill Finger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill, well, Bill Finger did get credited. Oh no, no, Kane got all the credit. Kane got all the credit. Um, let's see. Well, then again, yeah, half the things Stan Lee created, he created with somebody, but they all go in Stan Lee's uh, name. Uh, let's see. This is my, this might be my favorite story, and I know Bra- Brian's not here this week, but we still have to do it per Extra TV. Extra, extra. Dom Toretto is getting a brother, Jacob, with a K, in Fast and Furious 9 to be played by John Cena. It's John Cena! And Vin Diesel described the surreal way that Cena got the role. On the initial process of casting the role, (laughs) this is awesome. The surreal way. I met with John. Hold on. Let me get the Vin Diesel voice going. I'm Vin Diesel. I met with John when I was... uh, when we had started talking about the brother role way early on, when it came time to cast, that became a riddle that was so hard to answer. Every actor was on the table. Every actor was thought about. Because because I'm multicultural, every single actor could be my brother. Everybody. You are my brother. Laughs. <laughs> no, could be. You are my brother. We're family. Sorry. Uh, so to carefully address the overall mythology, because you'll probably... There will be answers in Fast 10 that will even explain or mystify you more. Who the fuck is mystified by F9? (laughs) Jason, did you get Vin Diesel to read this for us? I'm not done yet. Hey, Vin. Oh, wait, that was Vin Diesel? Oh, I'm sorry. That was Sylvester Stallone. I'm Vin I thought that was Vin Diesel, man. That Vin was Diesel. Vin Diesel. Hey, Blake, I'm Vin Diesel. How you doing, man? Oh my, hey, how you doing? I'm good. You're, you're I Vin- could do a Vin Diesel Hey, shut up over there. Shut up. I'm the only Vin Diesel. <laughs> Me family, uh... I am Groot. No, 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 shut up. That's Bradley Cooper. Uh, let's see. <laughs> On casting Cena as Jacob with a K, this, quote, this, uh, the moment, it happened in two seconds. The idea of John Cena came up. I had a dojo, a shrine of Dom, a Dom shrine. <laughs> Dom shrine. Vin, Vin, what's a Dom shrine? Well, where I go and get into character, I get into that Dom state of mind. It's all. It had all that fast memorabilia. It had weights, and it was a training center for combat to get ready for the movie. He came in one day to meet me. I gotta tell you. Sounded crazy at the time, and probably still sounds crazy. <laughs> I had felt, because I like to be in tune, I had felt that Pablo, Paul Walker, had sent him to into that shrine, and I didn't question it at all, and I said, that's the brother. Brother! <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, you're sounding like uh, <laughs> Paul Walker sent John Hogan Cena. now. Paul brother. Walker sent John Cena. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. I can't with this fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
Good for you, Dom. Good for you, Vin. But geez, oh man, I can't. Up. I Sorry. can't believe you actually got that soundbite from Vin Diesel. I That's did. So it was cool. pretty good. It was good. It was cool. Um, sure. So John Cena has. I don't know. God, he has spiritual powers. I guess. He has spirit fingers. What? Sure. <laughs> I I love how he's talking about. You know, uh, the way I am so cool. Uh, and so multicultural. Everybody can be my brother. <laughs> You're my brother. <laughs> You're my brother. Brother. Oh, yeah. Well, these, uh, these are actual be. quotes are from Vin brother. Diesel in an interview. Yes. I say that you take the actual quotes and then you interlace it in with, with your impression that you just did, and I don't think that we'd be able to tell the difference. I, that's why that's, I, I think it would just flow from line to line exactly how. Uh, oh, no, what you're talking about, Scrabble. I'm Vin Diesel. I'm here. Uh, I got to go. Uh, I'm making Fast 10, and I'm doing the reboot, Fast 1. So uh, I'll see you later. Hey, see? Vin Diesel, when, when you play Dungeons & Dragons, do you go for the dungeon first or the dragon? <laughs> I'm back. I heard your question. Uh, I, I go for the dungeon first. Uh, fuck those dragons. I'm stronger than them. I go into my dungeon shrine. Uh, it's where I get into character. And I, just, <laughs> I, I just get there, and I go, if I'm a tree ent. If I'm an ant, which type of ant am I going to be? Am I a tree beard? I don't know if I'm tree beard. I don't know. But then I take them down. I'm the dungeon master. I'm the dungeon slayer. I got to go. All right. I'm going to throw this out there just because you brought up the Vin Diesel D&D connection. I think it was Joe Manganiello was taught, was being interviewed by, I think it was Colbert. And the D and D came up, and Colbert's like, "Oh yeah, like a bunch of the actors or whatever, you know, coming out as D and D players." And like, it's like, "Oh, Vin Diesel," and Joe Manganiello is like, "Really, Vin Diesel? He might say it, but does he really?" <laughs> like he's being called out for not really being a D and D player. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm Vin Diesel. I heard your question. Uh, Joe Magdalene, blah, blah, blah. Joe Masturbation, he can die. I, I'm, I'm just saying right now. Uh, I'm, I'm the true guy. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm an ant. I'm a uh, little person. What do you call them? You know, lives under the, the bridge. Those guys. I'm one of those yeah. guys. Uh, actually, actually, Vin Diesel did write a, uh, a, um, a Hollywood, well, I'm going to say a cameo mm-hmm. in uh, the History of D&D book. Uh-huh. Where he describes his first D and D character was a witch hunter, uh-huh. and how he channeled that D and D character into that movie, The Last Witch Hunter or whatever it was. And I gotta say, is I watched ten minutes of that movie and I went, "Your character sucks." Uh, well, Blake, I'm going to have to. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm going to have to correct you on that. Uh, that piece was actually written by Joe Magnanella. I just kind of put my name uh, on it. Uh, I'll be honest. You, ghost, you, used Joe, you used Joe to ghostwrite it for you? I, I did. I did. Um, probably not my. That's actually probably my best writing, to be honest. Uh, but uh, that was, when I was that, <laughs> the writing you stole from someone else. I didn't steal it. Okay, hey, you're my brother, brother. <laughs> I gotta go. Gotta go make fast ten. You know what? You never know who's going to stop by. It's kind of like the Cincinnati Comic Expo, September 17th through the 19th. You don't know who's going to stop by. Hobie will be there. We'll be doing trivia tables. We'll be doing the stage. We'll be doing everything. Uh, and we also... We'll probably sign autographs, too. We will be. Uh, Vin Diesel might be there. Uh, Harrison Ford might be there. Anthony Hopkins won't be. He'll be dead. 
Uh, let's see. We'll have uh, John Cena might be there. Uh, could, Paul, be. could be. Could be. Paul Walker could be there. We don't know. As Blake might be there. Blake won't be there. Uh, but <laughs> get your tickets at the Cincinnati uh, Comic Expo, Duke Energy Convention Center, September 17th through the 19th. It's a good time. We'll be getting more information sooner than later. Uh, fa- news will be coming fast and furious. Oh, I, I like what you did there. Yep. Uh, so September 17th through the 19th. And uh, we appreciate that. Uh, Jeff, box office news and world report with Vin Diesel. Yay. All right. The box office news from April 23rd, 2021 to April 25th, 2021. Number one at the box office. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Made $22.5 million in its opening weekend on a budget of $55 million. My only question is the soundtrack for this Mortal Kombat good or worse than the original Mortal Kombat soundtrack? Worse. I don't remember anything about the soundtrack. Did they even have... I mean, it, they didn't have like any pop songs or something like the original Mortal Kombat soundtrack, right? No. Did you? Has anybody seen? Wasn't the original all techno? Yeah, it's pretty much techno. Oh, techno sucks. Has anyone seen this movie? I did. Oh, did you go to the movies? We went Sunday afternoon. What was your thoughts? (laughs) My thought was it was better than I expected it to be. Uh huh. The action was cool. Yep. That's the acting was not good. Um, Cole, the new guy, and Sonya were both annoying. Um, Jax, I couldn't get over his tiny hands because it looked like Kristen Wiig's character from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I didn't think <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> that that's creeped me out. I'm like, is he bagging groceries at Target? I don't know what he's doing. Um, it was not good, but it was fun. I thought it was, I like, I didn't like that there was no tournament. Uh, that was the one thing I didn't like. That's the sequel. Come on. It is. Did you say turnip mint? Yes, a turnip <laughs> There is a turnip mint. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Blake. Hey, man, leave him alone, Blake. Um, so I, the, the fight scenes were great. I agree with you, Jeff. They were really good. Um, it was a hot mess, though. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Um, the graphics, the CGI was do you Do you really need to know what's going on in the plot of a Mortal Kombat movie? No, but there was movie. some bad cheesy acting, I thought. Um, but I like this. You're, you're, you're going to see, you're going there to watch the video game mm. characters fight. Just like you only watch, you know, ape versus big reptile, uh, God, King Kong against Godzilla, just to watch the monsters fight. It, it, it was like a video. It was like one of their version of the video games put to the screen. So I give the, give you that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was okay. So I'll just go with that. Not to insult anyone. Go for the action scenes. Like Jeff says. Yeah. If you're willing to pay money to watch action scenes, do it. Or watch on say, HBO Max. <laughs> well, I was just about to say, I probably wouldn't watch it on the small screen because you just don't get the same effect. So okay. I wouldn't bother watching it at home. I like the, I think it was Loon Kang's when he killed that pterodactyl lady. I like that. Yeah, that was that the best one. part of the movie. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. All right. <laughs> How about uh, special effects comparison? Which movie's better? 
because I heard the special effects were kind of disappointing in this. They weren't great, but they were better. Oh, they than were the better than the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, twenty years later, bad special effects are still better than good special effects. <laughs> twenty years ago. Uh, what else we got, Jeff? Oh yeah, <laughs> we're doing box office. <laughs> uh, we have Demon Slayer the movie: colon, Mugen Train. Made nineteen point five million in its opening weekend on an unknown budget. Big surprise! The hell is it? I never heard of this before. Anime. Ah. Um. It was. It's made four hundred and something million worldwide. So, uh, yeah, it just came to the states. I had no idea what it was, but you know what? Good for the good for the box office, right? Yeah, get nineteen and a half million dollars for a movie that's not even necessarily being publicized. Publicized? Yeah. God, I was feeling like Jason. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number three, we've got uh, Monster vs. Ape made $4.2 million, a total of $86.6 million on a $160 million budget. Yep. Uh, Still, they're only at 50%? Uh, worldwide, they're way over it. Oh. <laughs> uh, um yeah nobody made 1.9 million dollars this week for a total of 22 million on a 16 million dollar budget so I go bob Oak see that. i do too i they, can see that they made their money back and then some and raya and the last dragon made 1.7 million a total of 40 million on a 140 million dollar budget the new cruise 2 version that's a big loss it's just gonna be number five for the next 18 <laughs> weeks so they get their money. Uh, did the, did the Croods 2 fall out of the top 10? Uh, yes. Uh, the top 10? I'll double check yeah. on that. I'm not sure if they did. I think they were at 10 two weeks ago when I looked those up. Hold on. I, I can get it for you here. Let me see here. Okay. Um, Croods 2 was number 12. Ah. Made 202,000. Uh, it's up to 57 million. So there you go. All right. Upcoming April 30th. Of 2021, that'll be this upcoming yep. Friday. Mm-hmm. We have the resort. Insurance worker CC Baxter lends his Upper West Side apartment to company bosses to use for affairs. When his manager begins using Baxter's apartment in exchange for promoting him, Baxter is disappointed to learn that his the mistress is his is the elevator girl at work who Baxter is interested in himself. Oh, that sounds disappointing. Uh, also coming out, we have Separation. Francis and Robert DeFrancy, a middle-aged couple living in New York City, decide to separate. Their dislike for each other often results in hilarious situations. Starring Thomas Hayden <laughs> Church and Molly Shannon. And Talia Balsamo. There you go. I, th- I think I'll pass. Okay. Uh, no, also coming out, we have Four Good Days. Uh, career-driven magazine editor uh, Robin is on a week-long vacation getaway with her boyfriend, Martin. A work assignment in neighboring Tahiti requires Robin to hire a cargo plane piloted by Quinn Harris. But when a powerful storm forces Quinn to make an emergency land on a deserted island, the pair learn they must set aside their differences. Oh, boy. Wow. Isn't that the same plot as Six Days and Seven Nights, the Harrison Ford movie? <laughs> with Anne Hesh? Yeah. But they, they don't have a full week. They only got four yeah, days. They only got four good days on this one. They don't. 
Uh, also, we have Cliff Walkers. Uh, hold on. Uh, when climbing in the valley, siblings uh, lose their father in a mountain. I'm sorry, in a mountain climbing accident. After uh, years later, they come back and they join the Climbers Association to save people from the same situations. That's really bad. Is that a documentary? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> sounds like it might be an okay documentary. Yeah. Uh, a uh, fictional piece. It sounds like they're reaching at straws. Yep. Uh, and we also have Limbo, a, a young... movie of everyone's favorite dance. A young Syrian musician and other refugees seek asylum on a remote Scottish island. Uh, stars Lewis Gribben, Cameron Fulton, and Citizy Babette Newsden. Oh, Citizy Babette Newsden. He's one of my favorites. It's a woman. Okay, she's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's your movies. Uh, somebody want to do me top five music here? Nope, good. Okay, top five. Uh, this week is top five. It's a simple one. Top five movie genres. Uh, so just what type of movie genres you like the best? Um, let's see here. Um, Scab, you can go first. Uh, my number five is caper movies. I uh, like the. The heist movies, like uh, the um, like Tower Heist. Uh, I was thinking more like the the what's it the Ocean's Ocean. Eleven. Oh, not 12, I, I no. really like those. I, I know that I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> they, I really enjoy them. There's nothing wrong with those. Those are good ones. Like Tower Heist. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that a couple months ago. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeff, what's your number five? Uh, my number five, I've got spoof movies. Oh, like Scary Movie 3? No, more like Airplane or Mel Brooks movies, things like that, where you Meet the take a... No, not Meet the Spartans. Dracula <laughs> Dead and Loving It? I'm not granted that... Oh, God. Robin Hood Men in Tights? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say everything in this in the uh, genre was good, but you're doing really good here, Jeff. Or but he likes it enough. Or or spaceballs and high anxiety. Yeah, those are all great spoofs. Mm-hmm. And even the first scary movie was good. Yeah, okay. you like the Mel Brooks spoofs of genres. Well, not all of Mel Brooks's are good because Robin Hood Men in Tights was a piece of steaming crap, that and was it was a... better. And it was better than Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> he liked the star- a lot of range. Jeff likes the Starving Games, uh, Super Fast, uh, no. Holmes and Watson, <laughs> the Hungover Games, uh, Slow and Laborious Nine, <laughs> Dance Flick. Oh God, I forgot about Dance Flick. I think we watched that. I don't remember Dance Flick. Maybe Vampires Suck. Jeez, old Pete, they're awful. Anyways, yeah. Oh, there's some bad ones, but when they're done right, they're great. Uh, my number five is sci-fi films. Uh, I just like the sci-fi. Films. No shit. So there you go. That's just my simple. number three. Yeah. By, by, by sci-fi, do you mean outer space films, or do you actually mean <laughs> movies with science in them? Uh, here we go. 
I can't. I'm asking. I had sci-fi and epic space operas. There you go. There you go. I'm with Blake on this one. Epic. Yeah, so yeah, you took my number three. But I'm just saying, like, if it's a science fiction movie but doesn't take place in space, are you counting that as what what you like? If it takes place in space, it's fine. If not, it could be like Logan's Run down here on yeah yeah, or Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, Did you Mad Max? Would Mad Max count as sci-fi? I think so. Action sci-fi. I don't know what science there is. It's a dystopian. No technology more than what we currently have. It's dystopian, though, like from the future. Uh, They're not not advancing any sort of scientific theory in the movie. Our good uh, friend Michael Liao has a thing up, uh, up today about what part of the world or what part of the timeline we are in based on movies and that. And uh, we're we're between, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Blade Runner and Soylent Green. Uh, (laughs) uh, Children of Men is after that. So good for us. We're in a really good timeline right now. Really good time era. Uh, Blake, what's your number five? My number five was... um, a pretty easy one. It's uh, I like a movie with a great plot twist. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's a good one. As long as the plot twist makes sense. So, like the village, not, not like not like that Fantasy Island plot twist on a plot twist on a plot twist bullshit. Uh, so like, you can only have one plot twist. So, like the village, right? Yeah. I okay. like that. That was kind of a good plot twist. I actually did like that. Because you think it's a, you know, colonial frontier. Mm-hmm. I actually, it turns out to be <laughs> modern day. I actually liked the movie better before the plot twist. Yeah, kind of like the plot twist. It, it, it depends. Some of M. Night Shyamalan's plot twists are good. Better than Lady in the Water. <laughs> well, like that movie. So like oh. the plot twist at the end of Monty Python and the Holy Grail? That is a good plot twist. That's shrubbery. Uh, Blake, what's your number four? Number four, you know, I almost made this number five because it's really hard to do a good fantasy adventure movie. It is really hard for a good fantasy movie without being immediately classified as a B. Marlon Wayne did a good job in D&D. No, he didn't. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You know, okay. Like I said, you know, the fantasy movie coming out with the future D and D movie, which, you know, I can talk two hours on that, but it, it's really hard. Like, even, like the first Conan was really good, but then that second Conan with Schwarzenegger was really horrible. How about? The but it was still Moore? watchable. But it was okay with you know Will Chamberlain. Oh, and then the Conan remake Grace was just atrocious. Or Grace Grace Jones and Grace Jones and oh, James Earl Jones and so, too many Joneses. So Blake, <laughs> looking back now, you've had many years. Mm-hmm. The Hobbit movies, not the Lord of the Rings, but the Hobbit movies, are those good or yeah. bad films? Hmm. I think we killed him. Neutral. Okay. okay. I, I'll watch them. Because I like fantasy and I yeah. like Tolkien, and I know what Jackson was trying to go for, mm-hmm. but I just rewatched, you know, with uh, in the house here with some of the fam, mm-hmm. um, you know, look, you know, Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers, and of course, as soon as I saw it, I had to stop and watch and you know give up two and a half hours. 
<laughs> of my weekend for two each episode twice. You know the you know when they went full animation on the orcs and everything in the Hobbit, it, it really took away. You know, it, it's like going. It, it was like almost. Uh, I would rather see the live action enemies. You know, live action. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know goblins and orcs, for example, than you know CG com, total CGI bullshit. Almost kind of like the he almost pulls. did it in a Luke Lucasian. Can I use that word? Yep, Lucasian way now. with too much blue screen with the actors in front of too much blue screen mm-hmm. and it it it. it 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 felt much more uh, lifeless than the, the real sets and real actors. Gotcha. So that's my two hour summary there. Uh, and I, I I will say uh, fantasy was my number two. Oh, uh, number four yeah. for me is um, this is kind of vague, broad, but um, I like. Well, ex- actually, Jeff, I, I expect all of us to have a lot of. <laughs> that was my number. What <laughs> that somebody <laughs> took. <laughs> I uh, a detect number four is de- uh, mysteries, but detectives like detective mysteries. Um, I like th- those type of genres because that's a subgenre of a genre. Uh, yeah. But detect- um, like dead men don't wear plaid. Uh, I was <laughs> I was thinking more of that. I you mean that spoof? Dead men don't wear plaid. No, because then that would be in the spoofs that Jeff has. <laughs> Good point. Uh, so, Jeff, what's your number four? Uh, uh, mystery movies is what oh, I okay. have number four. Uh, specifically, you know, your, your your adaptations of Agatha Christie stuff. I really mm-hmm. like that type of stuff. Uh, Knives Out, you know, love that movie. And, you know, so that, that type of mystery. Okay. And even ones that are more thrilleries, I kind of can get into, too. Or video of us at the Comic Expo opening up a mystery box. Those are pretty cool drops. Yes, yeah, that is a great movie. Yeah, uh, I can see people dropping $10 to watch that. Mystery box, mystery box. What's inside the mystery box? Penis. Uh, Scab, what's your number four? How can I follow that? (laughs) Uh, My number four is uh, movies that kind of center around an actual historical event. Like not necessarily the whole thing is based on the, the historic event, but but the historic event actually happens within the the span of the movie. Uh, like three hundred Pompeii. Yeah, three hundred would classify in that. Like San Andreas, that was based on a true story, right? <laughs> yes. yes <it> was. <laughs> One time there was an earthquake. San Francisco earthquake. <laughs> uh, but I, I, was, I was thinking, like, uh, I don't even remember which ones I had in mind when I was thinking it. But, like, sometimes I get, like, choked up when it comes to those actual historic events. Like, like you're actually seeing something that, that mattered in, in history. Like, just like, uh, what was it that just came up? The, the one about the electricity wars where they had the World's Fair in 1893 just in the background in one scene. And it, it kind of chokes you up a little bit. Like, that might be what it felt like or looked like. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that, that feeling. Okay. Uh, what's your number three? Uh, zombie movies. Ah, zombies. Uh, some of them can be terrible, but the terrible ones still have camp value, and and the good ones are some of the best movies out there, like the original Dawn of the Dead, Twenty Eight Days Later. Those are 
are you very meant the very... remake of Dawn of the Dead, right? Yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Jeff, what's your number three? Uh, that would be one of the spoof movies that Jeff was talking about. Uh, <laughs> zombie, zombie baby. Zombievers? <laughs> yeah, zombievers. Uh, what do you got, Jeff? Uh, I've got uh, dark comedies. Oh, okay. You know, the things, you know, Heathers, you know, from the 80s is a great example. Uh, pretty much Coen right. Brother movies. In what are we doing in the shadows? In Brute. I wouldn't call that yeah. what I mean by dark comedies. Just because you're in the oh. shadows, it's dark. Oh, I love <laughs> what we do in the shadows, but but they kill people. They they actually will kill people, but it's a comedy. Oh, dark comedy doesn't mean you have to kill people. Well, it, but it, it's dark because there's death and <laughs> and, and it stuff. Makes and but they, but they do it lightheartedly, ah. so that's no. <laughs> that isn't what I mean. That just because people die or they kill people doesn't make. No, it, it's it's the slightly twisted, uh, mostly stuff you don't even necessarily laugh out loud on, because you know you're watching, yeah. and you're just like, oh, interesting, yeah. But uh, uh, my right. Cohen Brothers, Fargo, Fargo is a great example. Uh, number three for me is sports movies, uh, especially ones that are kind of comedic. The Replacements, love the Replacements. Um, Miracle, that's not comedic, but I love Miracle. Probably one of my favorite ones. Major League, uh, not three. Mm-hmm. Um, those mm-hmm. movies, like, I love a good like underdog bring it on. story. What's that? Like, bring, bring it, it on. on. <laughs> bring it on. Bring you know what? I love Bring It On. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I watched that the other week. Cheerleading competition is a sport. It is. This is not a democracy. It's a cheerocracy. Those are spirit fingers. <laughs> These are spirit fingers. <clears throat> Uh, number three for you, Blake. Well, you you already guessed, it, and I also helped you clarify yours in regards to oh, sci-fi, sci-fi. indoor epic space operas. But since this is Hobie, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I am replacing my number three with mockumentary. Oh, that's a good one. Like yes. what we do in the shadows. Yes, you guys <laughs> inspired me. Yeah, this is Spinal Tap. Yes, best in show. Best in show. You ever th- hey Blake, you ever uh, think about putting a pipe and a handle neck dog? You know, and <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Mockumentary. Uh, what's your number two? My number two. Um, you know, Jeff was talking about zombie movies and horror movies. I don't like horror slasher films, but I love more of terror of the mind. The more of the psychological. Horror thriller. Twelve monkeys. Yeah. Well, kind of. That you're almost bleeding into my number one. But what I'm talking about is like, you know, for example, you know, the haunting of uh, how, um, Hill Hill House. Haunting of a Hill House, for yeah. example, until the ending. But uh, you know, the, the the pure, you know, suspense and psychological terror and thriller because you know a lot of what you think is there is a lot more scarier than the blood and gore than yep. some of that stuff. Okay. Although uh, mentioning Twelve Monkeys, I would say that I would include like Terry Gilliam movies in my dark comedies too. Time yeah, is. but it kind of bleeds in my number one, and when I do my number one, I think you'll agree. Uh, my number two is easy superhero films. They're enjoyable. I really like them. Yeah, I can sit down, put them. I can put a Marvel movie in, enjoy it, have a good time. Um, so yeah, simple but 
efficient superhero should be on my list because that's pretty much the only uh, type of movie I've pretty much seen in the last 10 years. <laughs> I left but. that off my list on purpose because I knew we, we should all have it technically. Uh, what's your number two, Jeff? Um, my number two was high fantasy. And I'm hoping that with mockumentaries. Too, okay. Uh, <laughs> good one. Uh, scam number two. Uh, my number two is actual documentaries. Like more recently, I've been watching a lot of them and they get and a lot of them can be real good because they have that 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 sense that, hey, this is actually really something that happened, like especially when I saw Icarus for the first time. And it's like, oh, you think that this is a stupid documentary about trying to prove that that uh, doping you can get away with uh, doping during uh uh, bike races or whatever uh, and then suddenly putin's trying to kill him and and then everything just goes off the rails in this documentary and it's like um, um i have my phone in my hand while i'm watching it like i can't look up what happens at the end i can't look up what happens at the end and and i don't have that with a lot of the real movies like i could always look up what happens at the end of a real movie but with the documentaries it's like Oh, this is real, and I don't know what's going to happen here. My wife and I did like, that with Free Solo, the rock climber, yeah. and we're like, does he die? And my wife's like, he's got to die, right? He's got to die. I was like, I don't know. Does he die? I was like, can we look this up? Because if he dies, I don't want to see that on video, like on in the movie. And she's like, no, we can't look it up. I was like, but if he dies, I don't want to see it. And she's like, well, we're going to suck it up. We're going to watch it. It's like, damn it, which was a great one. Um, that was a good one, Jeff. That was a good one. Uh, what's your number one? Please tell me French New Wave. Please. French New Wave. French New Wave. Uh, I'm not sure that's a genre. Oh, it is. So I went, oh, if it's a genre, it's French New Wave for oh. sure. But my number one is is Western. That's my number really one, like, Jeff. Good job. I, I really like the, the Western genre. I really like the Akira Kurosawa movies. I like the Sergio Leone uh, um, spaghetti westerns. The uh, I, I like most of those. I like the western movies when they don't actually take place in the American West. Like they give you a feel, but they're taking place at some other time. Like the Mandalorian. <laughs> like the Mandalorian. Star Wars. Star Wars: New Hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what's your number one? My number one is absurd comedy. Oh, a third. Yeah, like Monty Python and and Clue the movie. Let us in, let Uh, us in. Let us out, let us out. Jeff, why'd your car stop? It was scared. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, those are... Comedies that just make you laugh out of nowhere for what doesn't seem to be a... Yeah, uh, like the laugh out of nowhere, where you don't see it coming, but it's better if it afterwards you're like, oh, that's clever. They cleverly did it. Like Miss March, like Miss March. No, not like Miss March. That was one of the worst movies I ever saw. Uh, and number one uh, for me was westerns. Uh, Blake, what's your number one? Now. <clears throat> My number one 
kind of led into it with 12 monkeys i, I love the uh unreliable narrator yep yep you know like brazil you know you you and you you hit on it when you're talking about um uh, python what's his name gilliam terry gilliam, terry gilliam. Yeah. you know movies for example would be a good one i i, I like the I, I like it because you're always left guessing. It's like, is this legit? Is this actually me? Is this, is this uh, in his fantasy? Is this real? Is it, you know, when they blur the lines an awful lot like that. So you know what you would really like? What? The father. Exactly. I was just about to say that. Ooh. That's what it's about. It's about the unreliable. It's about a, it's from the point of view of an Alzheimer's patient and you don't know if what he's seeing is real or not. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I should give it a try. Um, honorable mentions real quick. I had documentaries and mockumentaries because you guys reminded me. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, we had some listener feedback. Brian, ow. He had rom-coms. Uh, a funny rom-com like music and lyrics. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Music uh, and lyrics was a good one. I love Down with music. Love. Uh, well, down with Love could fall on spoof. So 1980s action films. Uh, superhero films. This is a good one. Swashbuckling, like Robin Hood or Pirates. And number one for you, oh. Jeff, Space Opera. There you go. Swashbuckler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor number one, you can go hell to hell. You know, a good movie for swashbuckling movies is a movie called Swashbuckler, believe it or not. Oh, I was thinking of the yeah. Gina Davis one. Uh, no, yeah, not no. that one. Cutthroat Island. 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 Uh, Doctor Number One says Number Five, Chartreuse, Chartarsery. What is that, Jeff? I'll let you finish the list, then I'll tell you. Number Four, Charcuterie. Uh, Number Three, Epidemologist. Scamp. He just says He just puts words out there, so I can't say them because I can't. Uh, Number Two, Porn. Two porn. Porn. <laughs> Thought about putting porn on my list. Uh, number one, charcuterie. <laughs> what is it, Jeff? Charcuterie. Ah, I came close. One We're week. Talking about porn, but then there's so many sub genres of porn and how specific you have to get. <laughs> Correct. And, and sausage. Yeah. Meat. Correct. Uh, and cheese. <laughs> Nisi. <laughs> We love Nisi. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, number five for her, historical films, animation, romantic comedy, psychological thrillers, and sci-fi. Uh, Kevin, <clears throat> had, since the Explorer had Christmas, minus Die Hard because it's an action film. Thank you. 80s and 90s teen movies, uh, uh. historical periods. Number two, spy movies. Huh. And number one, comic book movies. So there you go. Comic movies like Ghost World. Yes. Uh, or movies about comic book stores. Yeah. Comic book man. The oh, movie. Comic book man. <laughs> Scab Jeff, thanks for being on this week. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, thanks for filling in. Thanks for talking about Oscars. Yeah, whatever you do, don't listen next week when we talk about you. Yes, yes. Is that how it works? You always talk about me the week after I'm on? We always yeah. talk about you. 
every single <laughs> episode. Every episode. You criticize you how I did on the the week before. Yes. So maybe I maybe I will start. I, I think there's a. You can't see it on Jason's camera, but I think we have a board where we grade you each and every time you're on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a. What's my minus. average score? Three zero. B minus. <laughs> it's a very odd range of scores. <laughs> Uh, bad idea of the week, number 291, giving an 83-year-old man a Best Doctor Actor Award when he doesn't deserve it. Fuck you, Anthony Hopkins. When he doesn't deserve it, that is a bad idea. But Anthony Hopkins deserves it, so it doesn't fit. Jeff, give me your titles for the show. Uh, my titles? Yeah. I've got Piece of Flaming Dog Crap. Okay. Look Up Every Once in a While. A Dom Shrine. I had that. <laughs> Joe Masturbation. Nope. You're my brother, brother. Uh, turn Up Mint. And Too Many Joneses. I like You're My Brother, brother. Uh, I have Too Much Blue Screen. Dom shri- a Dom Shrine. Dom is here. And shoe- a Shoe Salesman and a Coach. I had coach and a shoe salesman. (laughs) (laughs) So it's to kind of match with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. (laughs) And then I had uh, no Medea Humanitarian Award. (laughs) Uh, Last train to Clarksville. Um, Are you you from Louisiana and old? (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Oh, that's Blake's impression. Like, uh, guess who's in my mouth? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat that by. I would eat that by itself. I wouldn't eat that by itself. Oh. Uh, your character sucks. <laughs> and did you say turnip mint? <laughs> I like your character sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like that one. And I also like the shoe salesman one. What did you say? Coach and the shoe salesman. Coach and the shoe salesman. <laughs> Jeff, like now what do you like? I, I did like coach and the shoe salesman. Okay. We're doing or it. Or a Dom shrine. We're doing coach and the shoe salesman. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. And Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Walking dead to talking heads. You are listening to a hobby.